In this week's episode, I'm talking about the psychological phenomenon that is imposter syndrome. What is imposter syndrome? Why do some of us experience it? But more importantly, how do we deal with it in order to progress in our self-development journeys? Hello and welcome to the All Figured Out podcast with me, Sean Jai Krishna. This is a space where I discuss the pressures that some may feel to have it all figured out. When really, you don't need to have it all figured out. And really, it shouldn't matter as long as we're all taking steps to be better than the person we were yesterday. So join me as I share methods and practices, thoughts and ideas, even experiences of myself and of other people with the aim to encourage, inform, inspire, and if nothing else, then entertain the listeners of the All Figured Out podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the All Figured Out podcast with me, your boy, Sean JK, back with another episode, bringing some goodness, some encouragement, some information, uh, all that good stuff to your week in order to help you on your journey of self-development. And this week, we're talking about imposter syndrome. Before I get into this week's episode, I just want to thank uh, people that have been you know, listening to this week on week, uh, sending me messages, providing me with feedback, d- providing me with ratings as well. Thank you so much for that. People very much enjoying the episode that we had last week with Olivia regarding long distance relationships. If you haven't heard that one, feel free to check that one out as well. I realize, I suppose it's particularly niche um, if you are in a long distance relationship. And if you're not, still potentially relevant if you're interested in having a relationship that might potentially end up long distance for reasons that are out of your control worth listening to anyway but yes back to this week's episode like i said we're talking about the psychological phenomenon that is imposter's syndrome so this topic was actually sent to me by a listener of the podcast a friend of mine and i kind of kept it in the back pocket with the list of other ideas and episodes that I want to do and the reason why I'm talking about it now is that having kind of read about it and watched a few videos and just kind of touched on the premise and the concept of it at first it became more and more relevant in my daily life and I began to recognize the thought pattern that is imposter syndrome more and more uh, in myself and uh, you know for this it kind of led me to do a bit more reading, a bit more research on what it is, where it came from and why we feel this way. And I thought, you know what, this is definitely worth making an episode on. Um, so this episode in particular is for anyone that has at one point, you know, or another doubted themselves or their ability. Um, and <laughs> I guess if you haven't ever doubted yourself, then feel free to turn this off because this isn't the podcast for you. You've basically got it all figured out already and you know you don't need this either that or you're extremely confident slash eh, basically arrogant (laughs) but yeah what is imposter syndrome the concept or the phrase was coined in the 1970s by a pair of psychologists Suzanne Imes and Pauline Clance and essentially the the phenomenon itself predates them by a long long way but the actual research and the theory itself was only developed in the 70s. So it's a fairly new uh, theory that's been published. But it is essentially that your success or how far you've come 
is largely due to or even totally due to luck or a series of fortunate mistakes. Either that or people don't really know how incapable you are. You've managed to somehow slip under the radar and reach a certain level or status of success before people can realize who you truly are. And this is something that has affected all sorts of high achievers and perfectionists. Um, so Einstein, there's a few quotes from Einstein, and you know, Albert Einstein is probably one of the most noteworthy scientists to have ever graced this earth. You know, he founded and created the theory of relativity. He got a Nobel Prize for physics in 1921. And he expressed in his writings and musings and journalings that he often felt that he wasn't worthy of the accreditations he was given. Other people, perhaps you're more familiar with, Ryan Reynolds, famous Hollywood actor, uh, you know, he conveys similar ideas that he doesn't feel worthy of the roles he gets to play or how good of an actor people herald him to be. Kate Winslet is another one, David Bowie, Serena Williams, who's won countless uh, tennis tournaments and competitions, also feels this way and many, many, many others. Typically, this would apply to perfectionists, but in my opinion, and broadly speaking, I think this applies to everyone, just maybe in varying degrees. So it might not be that you totally relinquish all kind of responsibility for your success but it may be that you do feel like you're the only person in the room that shouldn't really be there i would also like to make a distinction between this uh, concept and something like uh, performance anxiety or just general nerves um, and it's kind of it's more than just self-doubt despite self-doubt definitely playing a, a part in this concept and it's definitely more than just false or just excessive humility as well. Um, it's, it's essentially, it's kind of like a mismatch between the level of your success and achievements and your perception of your own ability. And it's kind of like, well, my ability is at this level and then much further up the scale is what I've actually achieved. And the only way I've achieved that is I've somehow managed to fool other people into thinking I'm actually that accessible, that successful, sorry, when really my ability is all the way down here. And it's a very interesting phenomenon because I think it's something that by and large a lot of us at one point or another will experience. If we haven't experienced it, then we probably will in future. Um, so why do people experience imposter syndrome? And there's a few reasons that are kind of speculated. There's no, I guess, concrete causation as to why people experience it. Um, some people think it just could be rooted in anxiety. If you're generally an anxious person, then you don't really feel like you have a lot of control over the things that you uh, do or feel. And in that respect, even if you do achieve something, you wouldn't really attribute it to your own actions. Um, another thing might be the need to achieve and this is it could be linked to your upbringing and uh, as a way of thinking and I, I would like to highlight that as well that this is very much a way of thinking something that was actually really interesting was that this way of thinking so that need to achieve and that striving was more prevalent in minority ethnic groups and it kind of rang bells for me and um, growing up with my mum told me that you know it's 
you know you can't just be average you need to be better than average in order to be seen as average so there's that constant need to you know be better and achieve higher and achieve more and th that kind of made sense to me when it said it was more prevalent in minority ethnic groups um, but also on the flip side of that is if I do achieve anything, is it just because of, um, I think it's like positive discrimination or like meeting quotas and so on and so forth. So you think that your success or achievement can't be accredited to you um, or what you've done rather, but rather the mistakes or the decisions of other people is nothing that you've done. And finally, there's just the need to belong. So if you imagine you're in a room full of really smart people and you begin to think actually everyone here is a lot smarter than I am I don't really feel like I belong here yet I'm here anyway whether they might be your friends your colleagues and um, your fellow students on your course you know you're in that room amongst them and they think that you're one of them but you know deep down or you think deep down that you don't really belong there hence the imposter you know in imposter syndrome and this is something that I've definitely encountered uh I've mentioned a few times I study chemical engineering it's a it's a fairly difficult degree I remember my friend telling me that there was some quiz or some questionnaire that was put out and apparently chemical engineering was voted one of the hardest degrees which you know I was like really can it be that bad but he said yeah you know it came out came out on top of uh, all the other and I'm like really it's like astrophysics and there's all this sorts of nonsense and he was saying people just said chemistry was the most difficult and I thought you know what I definitely agree with that. Yeah, so I do this degree, chemical engineering, and sometimes I'll be in a lecture and I'll just be like, what on earth is going on? And I'll look around and I'll be like, you know, these guys, they're all getting it. You know, it's going in for them. For me, I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, these guys, they just, they, they, they just get it, just like that. And for me, it's, I'm thinking, okay, right, I need to go home, I need to go over it, digest it, you know really get the concepts in um, or um, maybe I'm in a coursework group and this is something I experienced more recently and people will easily recite things that we've learned from first year second year and third year all the way back then and I'm like mate I cannot even remember that and I'll have to go over my old notes and revisit all those uh, concepts from ages ago and they're just able to recite them and just play with them and apply with them apply them to different scenarios and so on and so forth and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, if I suggest anything, if I, if I say something really silly, maybe they'll realise that I'm not actually meant to be on this course. I'm not really cut out for this degree. And the funny thing about that is, to other people, I might seem, I might seem to be the one that's the one that just gets it. But I don't know that because I'm only aware of the times that I'm at a loss, and other people seem to just get it. And I often think that maybe it's just the case that I need to just work harder. And that hard working nature can sometimes be rooted in the completely wrong place. It's rooted in the fact that I don't want to look like I'm not actually cut out to be here. Uh, to just trying to prove to other people that I'm not actually a fraud. Which is completely the wrong stance to take in pursuing something and wanting to work hard for it. This is something that I've experienced musically as well. I've mentioned before, I really like music, playing music. Um, and something that I suppose is most relevant to this topic is singing. I'll practice singing and I'll be like, okay, sweet, we're sick. And then I'll wake up on Sunday morning and I sing in church. 
and I wake up and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't even sing, man. What if they realize? What if today is the day I, <laughs> that people realize? You know what? Sean actually can't sing, <laughs> and it's so strange because I've sung in front of people many, many times, time and time again, Sunday after Sunday. I mean, there were points last year where across a Sunday I'd have sung in front of you know between six hundred and eight hundred people. I did a Christmas production and performed over the course of a weekend for around 2,000 people. Yet there are times where I'm like, why Why have I been put on the singing schedule for this week? Um, same with drumming. I really like drumming. I really enjoy it. I've done it for a while. And, you know, I'm okay, but I'm no, I'm no buddy rich. Um, and, you know, last year I got the opportunity to drum for a conference finale. And it was it was a really good experience, but there are other times where I think, you know what, I'm not actually that good, and other people just think that I'm better than I actually am. Therefore, I get these opportunities. But it's a, it's almost like a very unjustified thought because I have had years of experience of drumming within that particular context, and maybe I am quite good. And this is something that I'm sure, like I said, many people would face. Uh, something uh, friends that I've spoken to, graduates. I'm sure this is something that graduates by and large will be facing as well as you start right at the beginning of square zero on your develop professional development journey. And, you know, you've been so used to working one way for three or four years and, you know, generating output or doing work looks a very particular way. And now you have to generate very tangible, real output that has consequences on more than just yourself in a very different way a completely new way of thinking and you're just praying that you weren't hired by mistake or that you know you've somehow managed to slip past their robust and highly scrutinous hiring process and that this is all just some fortunate either coincidence or it's other people's mistake or negligence that you've now managed to get to where you are and that you haven't deserved or earned any of it and like I said I think this is something that we Perhaps a lot of us don't suffer with it as much as some of those really famous high achieving perfectionist type people that I've mentioned, but I think we all experience it to varying degrees. It might not be, like I said, relinquishing every uh, attribution of your action to your achievement, but you know, to some degrees in some contexts, this is something that we do experience. So this last section uh, that I wanted to talk about and touch on, probably the most important section, is how to deal with imposter syndrome uh, and there's quite a few ways to go about it i guess but with all the things that i've read and kind of looked into they kind of hit upon the same points more or less and there's four key points in how to deal with imposter syndrome and the first one the first point and arguably the most important is to actually recognize the thought process of imposter syndrome to actually realize what that type and what that way of thinking uh, what it looks like what it is and then being able to actually recognize that so some experts I say as well to keep a thought journal to take your thoughts out of your head and put them on paper and it links very much so to what I talked about in episode seven of this podcast about journaling the benefits of journaling how to journal what to journal um, etc but yeah essentially taking those unhealthy unhelpful thoughts taking them out of your head, putting them onto paper 
and when you put them onto something tangible it can sometimes really disempower those thoughts and really discredit them and you see that there's no real basis for the for the rationale or the logic that they're uh, found upon and um, so that can be something really helpful to do but also just to track your thoughts from day to day um, and just to keep a record of what it is that goes on in your head so a first point recognize the thought process of imposter syndrome what does it look like what are the things that you're beginning to doubt do you feel like you're not deserving of your successes um, do you feel like you don't belong in the sphere that you're in or the work that you're doing you know doesn't match the ability or the potential that you have to perform the second is to recognize that everyone has strengths and everyone has weakness and that no one is perfect and no one is exempt from that fact we everyone all of us we all have areas that we are you know where we have strong suits and we perform really well in we're confident in in other areas that we're just not and with chemical engineering you know some of my course mates can size a packed bed reactor with catalyst really easily and really well probably quite quickly but perhaps they don't work as well in a team or maybe they just aren't as good at presenting their ideas or talking to people or you know there's like i said there's different areas where we all are strong and different areas where we are weak and it's important to recognize what those are for you so that's the third point which is recognize your strengths recognize and give yourself credit um, for what you're good at work to emphasize those strengths in what you do i made the mistake of placing quite a lot of pressure on myself to be good at everything which is impossible and really i had to take the things that i was best at the things that i most enjoyed and just focus on those and do those things to the best of my ability because i'll get more out of it you have to think to yourself what is it that i'm good at how can i ensure that those strengths are being emphasized and fourth and finally again a really really important one is own your success it's okay to think yeah i did that <laughs> yeah that's all me baby you know learn to take a compliment when someone says oh you're actually really good at that or you did that really well you then have to immediately think ah that you know that was we got away with another one there nice one boys and uh, we managed to slip past the radar on that one again haha -ha. you know you can actually say yeah you know that was me and i did do really well i worked really hard and i got the result and you can assure yourself uh, that you are good at what you do and that you do belong where you are it's okay to do that it's okay to take the compliment to own your success so i'm just going to wrap up those four points there first recognize the thought process of imposter syndrome be able to identify it when it you know when it happens when you can feel yourself thinking like that um, and have something i suppose ready go to your journal if you need to go to a person if you need to say you know i'm feeling really inadequate at the moment and they can tell you all the reasons why you're not um, secondly is recognize that everyone has strengths and weaknesses no one is perfect thirdly recognize your strengths and your weaknesses more so your strengths <laughs> in order to uh, you know emphasize those in what you do what is it you're good at and how can you ensure that they're being emphasized fourth and finally own your success it is okay to think yeah i did that or yeah i, I did do a good job there you can assure yourself that you are good at what you do and you do belong where you are 
so yeah i hope you enjoyed that episode uh something that has been really helpful for me over these past few weeks and stuff with the course that i'm on but also applications and applying for grad jobs and you get you know you reading all these criteria and you're thinking do i really measure up to all that am i that good to even apply to this job and if i got the job would it be because of a mistake on their part or because i am actually that good all these thoughts that you know recently i've been grappling with and something that's been really helpful is what i've just laid out essentially and recognizing it and how to deal with it so yeah guys i hope you enjoyed this episode um hopefully it's been really valuable quite informative as well perhaps very encouraging and yeah apart from that guys thank you so so much for listening uh, as always feel free to uh, give it a rating on the platform that allows you to rate it feel free to send me a message ping me a dm uh, provide me with feedback maybe even a topic that you'd like to see talked about or addressed and so on and so forth third and finally feel free to share it with someone if you think it would be useful for them but yeah thank you so so much for listening guys and we'll see you next week